This is The Structuring Podcast. Hello and welcome back. This is Terry War, and you're listening to The Structuring Podcast. Today, I just want to talk about superannuation death benefits paid into a deceased estate. All right, so when someone dies, their superannuation benefits must be paid out of the super fund as soon as practical. Generally, it's within six months of the death, and one potential beneficiary of the death benefits is into the estate. So rather than going to the spouse or to the children directly, the superannuation could be paid into the estate, and from there it's going to pass out via the will, or if there's no will, via the intestacy laws. But let's just assume there is a will. So there's a few taxation issues there. So when the super is paid into the estate, if it goes into the general pool, it could be taxed. And that's because potentially non-tax dependents can benefit from the death benefits. So say Homer dies and one of his kids is 25 and the other two are under 18. If it goes into his general estate and his will says each child gets one third of his assets, then one of those children, the 25-year-old, is probably not going to be a tax dependent unless perhaps they were financially dependent on Homer. So that will mean the estate has to pay tax on the super that can go to the non-dependent. The way around that is to go directly and pass the death benefits to a uh, person directly bypassing the will, that may not be a good idea for other reasons. So where you want it passed into the estate, it's a good idea to have a superannuation proceeds trust in the will. And that way, the super death benefits can be segregated from the other estate assets. And the superannuation proceeds trust, that would be generally limited to the tax dependents of the deceased at the point of their death. So in this example, if Bart is 25 and the other two siblings are under 18, the beneficiaries of that super proceeds trust might be restricted to the spouse and the two underage children. If that happens, taxation will generally be avoided and perhaps the will could be structured so that Bart gets other assets in place of missing out on superannuation death benefits of his father. So where it's paid into the general estate and it can go to a non-dependent, section 302-195 brackets 1 of the Income Tax Assessment Act 1997 could mean it is uh, taxed. And another reason to pay it into the estate is you might want it to go to a non-dependent or a non-CISAC dependent, such as a friend or a relative who's not a child, who's not a spouse. It might even be an ex-spouse because an ex-spouse is a, a tax dependent, but not a CISAC dependent. So that means someone cannot leave their death benefits directly to their ex-spouse, but they can pass it to their ex-spouse via their will, and then that ex-spouse might not be taxed on that benefit. And you might think, well, why would anyone want to pay their super to their ex-spouse? Well, if that ex-spouse is the mother of your children or, or the father, then it might be in the family's interest to save tax because the, 
the living parent of those kids could then make a gift to the children. All right, as always, make sure you seek legal advice from a solicitor and don't try this at home. That's all until next week. Bye for now. You've been listening to The Structuring Podcast. Check out the show notes for today's episode at www.structuring.com.au forward slash podcast.